Welcome to Thrive at Work, a podcast which offers insights and latest employment trends to help employers attract, retain and develop great people with me, Polly Rathbone-Ward. With special guests, we're going to be discussing the many and varied aspects of HR, from practical topics to overarching cultural themes. We'll be looking beyond traditional styles of management to bring new and people-centred ideas to forward-thinking organisations that want to shape a new future where people can thrive at work. Hello and welcome to this episode of Thrive at Work. Uh, Today we are discussing psychological safety in the workplace and higher psychological safety will benefit all organisations no matter the size from improved innovation, better ideas and products to happier teams that are easier to engage, recruit and retain. Building an environment of psychological safety will result in tangible benefits. My guest today, Sari Vanska, founder of Mortos, is described as the human specialist and her unique approach supports organizations to achieve greater employee engagement, retention and productivity with a focus on psychological safety and mental well-being. Quite a list there. Welcome, Sari. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for asking. I'm so excited to be here with you. Brilliant. Thank you. Uh, There is a lot talked about psychological safety at the moment, particularly in a work context. Sari is actually going to, um, this podcast may be slightly different um, to to normal uh, other previous episodes because Sari's got a presentation that she might share with us, um, but she's going to talk a lot about um, how do you define psychological safety in a work context, why is it so critical, and um, and then, you know, how you can create a psychological safety, an environment of psychological safety in the workplace. So, sorry, why is this area so important? Well, shall I? I, I you will definitely get to know why it is so important, because <laughs> when I give this talk, like, like Polly, you said, yes, I really want to provide people with some understandable frameworks so that they have a they, they start understanding what is the concept of psychological safety and i will give you quite might be shocking um facts which basically very clearly describe why psychological safety is absolutely critical in a workplace but if i start my presentation so now um i can then take you guys through these things in more detail let's start from here so if we think about psychological safety um first of all let me just um set some expectations here so in this talk i want to give you three key takeaways so what is psychological safety and why is it so critical in the workplace as i just mentioned Then I want to give you this psychological safety framework. So basically, it is a framework which very clearly states that what are the elements that are included or that actually make this psychological safety. And then you will get ideas for how to create psychologically safe workplace. Um, My motto always is that I believe 
in educating and equipping people with powerful knowledge and tools so that they are enabled and empowered to help themselves and others. And that can only be achieved when we have some frameworks which are easy to understand and easy to, to kind of apply in the real world. But let's now, first of all, look at what is psychological safety. And I think there is a danger of this word, this phrase, coming yet another buzzword, which is being used all the time, but which doesn't actually mean anything on its own. And the danger here is that people are using it and aiming to, to create psychologically safe workplaces without really understanding you know, what's behind. We have so many other buzzwords flying around nowadays, which are, are very popular and much used, but they are quite hollow because we just don't know what they actually mean. And because it's, it's a bit fluffy word, uh, word right now, there are as many descriptions as there are describers. I have my own, or we have actually our own. We feel psychologically safe when we get all our psychological needs met. It's a very clear statement, but you might say, what on earth are those psychological needs? So in this talk, I'm really going to take you through this whole needs concept, and then we look at the, the psychological needs um, in more detail. So let's start this story. So first of all, I always want to teach people this, this very basic or these human fundamentals. So we humans come into this world with a set of human needs, with a set of survival needs. And those needs are physical and they are psychological, or we also call emotional. But because today we are only looking at the psychological safety, we are just looking at the psychological needs. So we all come into this world with these needs. They are genetically programmed into us. They are part of our genetic inheritance. We all have them. Absolutely every single human being that is born on this planet has them. Um, babies have the same needs. Elderly have the same needs. Teenagers and grown-ups. Every single one of us, we are programmed to have these or get these needs met in our environment. And we have those needs wherever we are, whether we are at home or at work or holidays or hobbies. So truly universal concept. And... Um, these needs, we need to get them met from our environment in a healthy, balanced way. So it means that, you know, too much of something is just as bad as too little of something. And when we get these psychological needs met in our environment, healthy, balanced way, we feel well, we feel at ease. Our brain feels at ease. And when we are in that sort of state, we have full access to our human abilities. We have full access to our brain's higher functioning, which basically gives us that human intelligence. It gives us that productivity and it gives us that cognitive performance, which of course we all need at work. However, if one or some of those essential needs are not met, our brain has a stress reaction. We have a stress reaction. When many of those needs are not met, we suffer considerable distress. 
And uh, prolonged stress, for example, leads to anxieties and depression and addictions even. So we really need to find ways of keeping those stress levels down and creating an environment where people and employees are well. So it's all about prey. So again, I, I keep repeating these same things because you know repetition is the master or mother of all skills. So the more we kind of hear this, the more times we hear this, this, um, this basic message throughout this talk, hopefully the better people will actually remember the things that I'm telling. So when we get all our needs met, our brain is well, our brain feels safe, we are in the state of psychological safety. That is very clear. When we don't get those needs met, as I already said, the brain has this reaction and we feel psychologically unsafe. We are not feeling at ease. We are not feeling safe. And, um, you know, our brain evolved to keep us safe. The brain's whole purpose is to ensure that we survive, that we survive, that we are safe. And because we are talking about survival needs here, those very basic survival needs, basic psychological survival needs, when the brain detects that any, anything is missing, it represents danger to our brain. And that's why the brain then has that stress reaction. And if the danger is to be perceived strong enough, big enough, the brain then activates our ancient fight or flight survival response, which has huge consequences in our brain and in our body. And later on, I have a slide which basically shows you know, all the, the consequences, all the symptoms of the state when we are continually stressed out, when we are continually anxious, and when our brain continually triggers this fight or flight. And that is a state where, unfortunately, so many of us are right now, but that's the state which we, we must do everything we can to avoid that state and help people to, to, to live and work in a, in a kind of um, healthier way, happier way. But that is the brain missing survival needs and then brain having, having that reaction and then brain uh, triggering the fight or flight. I want to show you another picture which really tells us that what are the consequences of us feeling psychologically unsafe. So we look at the brain again. And this is a picture where I take the very complex neuroscience and put it into a very, very simplistic form. But this gets a message through the, the very kind of basic message. So when we think about our brain, we actually have three different brains inside our skull. We have the very primitive reptilian brain, which just looks after our, it, it ensures that our body stays alive. Then we have the next um, phase in the, in the evolvement of brain, which is so-called mammalian brain or our emotional brain. And then the highest part, if we put our hand you know, across, this is our human brain, which is the neocortex. That's the place where our human intelligence resides. And I often describe our brain just that we have our upstairs and we have downstairs. So we have the downstairs and we have two different chaps living there. We have our emotions and we have our intuition. And the emotions are kind of, they, they are kind of the boss of this household. They kind of rule the world to some extent. 
But then we have stairs and we have a little doorway to the upstairs of our brain. And the upstairs, it's almost a little bit like upstairs, downstairs, you know, those TV programs, whereby the upstairs guys, they are kind of a bit finer, finer creatures and people. And in this case, upstairs is being occupied by our rational mind, our enable to remember and learn, our imagination, our ability to focus um, and be aware of our own awareness and rapport building where we can create relationships with people. So those are the absolutely essential human abilities that we need to be able to use, utilize at work and at life. So when we are okay, when we are in that psychologically safe state, upstairs guys and downstairs guys, they work beautifully together. There are neural connections going to and from these two places or two two brains. We are well and we can respond to the happenings around us. So we can respond to the world around us and things that are happening to us, things are, that are happening around us. Responding means we can act with thinking. We can act with thinking, which means that we can fully, um, if you tell me something, you give me a piece of information, I can use my rational mind to say, ah, does it make sense actually? Okay, I can analyze what you say. I can use my logic. I can then remember how uh, my past experiences and what I have learned from them. And I can make connections what you told me to the past, I can start figuring out, okay, I wonder how is this going to impact the future? So I can use my imagination to start actually figuring out, uh, creating new ideas, for example, and concepts. And then I can focus on the details, what you told me, and the information what you gave me, I can put it into the bigger picture. So that's the ability to focus. And I can think about what the consequences are towards other people, I can think, ah, I need to let them know, or I can actually go to somebody and ask for help. That's when I'm utilizing my rapport building skills. So that, of course, is the state where you really want our employees to be, because that, that makes them effective and productive. Psychologically safe place enables us to have that. However, if the environment, remember, doesn't enable me to get my needs met, my brain reacts to that. My brain then um, creates these strong emotions, fears, frustrations, angers, you name it. And when that happens, the emotions get strong, emotions get high, and actually they slam the door closed between the upstairs and downstairs. Because when our emotions are strong, well, they become strong when the brain has re kind of um, uh, realized that our existence is, is somehow in danger. There's a potential, potential danger to our survival. We can't, um, we can't let the upstairs guys take part in this survival game because they are fast, far, they are too slow. So the door is slammed and we don't have access to that part of the brain anymore. So we start reacting. When we react, we act without thinking. So then again, if we think about the example, I my emotions are high, I'm really scared, I'm really frustrated and even angry because of the way how things are in my workplace. I am in constant reaction mode. I can't actually utilize my own human intelligence. I start, 
I start telling you things without thinking them through. I start catastrophizing. I start having conflicts with people. I start suddenly focusing on just the problems. I can't actually entertain any ideas of the solutions. So I become a headless, headless chicken kind of. And that is really the, the situation which we must avoid because of course, employees in that sort of state of mind, when they are in that reactive emotional state, they are not productive. They cannot be productive. They cannot be at their best. So that's why I always want to show this picture because it really is, there is a very scientific reason why we need to create those workplace conditions where people are at ease. They feel safe um, and they feel well. So that's that. And here, another way of just describing what we saw in the previous picture. When we feel psychologically unsafe, those emotions are high. When the emotions are high, the intelligence is low. When we feel psychologically safe, emotions are low, we are calm, there's space for intelligence. Our brain cannot be emotional and intelligent at the same time. It's just not possible. And the other way of showing this is when the needs are not being met, then the strong emotions come, intelligence low. When needs are met, then emotions are low. We are calm, well, happy, and there is space for intelligence. I hope this makes sense. It does um, make sense. Yeah, do you have any questions at this point? Yeah, thank you, Sari. Yes, thank you for going back to that slide, actually, because these icons are great, but I'm not quite sure what they refer to. So they are human needs. But what are, are, the, human, what are the human needs? This is a brilliant part uh, or excellent timing because this is exactly so. I purposefully didn't tell you what those needs are so that we just get this high level view in that, okay, there are these needs, they are needed. If the needs are not being met, what are the consequences? So here I'm going to now go through all these needs and these little bubbles, they represent those needs. So one of the most primitive needs that we humans have is the need to feel safe and secure in our environment. Mm -hmm. And if we take this to a, to a workplace, um, it means that we feel safe physically, we feel safe emotionally or psychologically, and we feel safe financially. And that means that we need to feel safe to ask questions. And we need to feel safe to ask for help. We need to feel safe to raise concerns. Something is happening around us. Um, we need to feel safe to be us. I need to be, I need to feel that it's safe for me to be me at work, to bring my whole self to work. So those are the kind of key elements of safety. Um, when I talk about this safety, what comes to your mind? Do, 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 do any other examples come to your mind? How, how can you make your employees or how can somebody make people feel more at ease, more safe. Yeah, 
it's that's a huge question i think it relates as well to a feeling of uh authenticity and inclusion yeah. as well so are people having open conversations um do people feel able to challenge the status quo regardless yeah. of who they are or where they come from or what their background is um i think it all feeds into a real feeling of authenticity and being able to be yourself and and ask those questions and not feel that there will be any negative repercussions if you do um, exactly that, i think that is that is the key to that but there's also a bit more of a fundamental maybe you'll come in onto this but a bit more of a fundamental with hr and with the workplace you know is the infrastructure in place? Are the systems and processes in place that you would expect around, you know, induction, training, probation, mm. um, you know, development, career pathways, yep. progression? Do people know yep. what's coming next? Um, are those exactly. sorts of processes and systems in place? Because I think that can add to a feeling of, I know what's coming next rather than, yep. Oh, is anyone going to talk to me about my development? Does anyone care? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we are going to cover that later because, you know, the beauty of this, this picture is that kind of everything impacts everything. And all the yeah. other bubbles going to feed to other bubbles, so to speak. Yeah. So, yeah, but they are brilliant, brilliant um, ideas, what you said. And, and, you know, there might even be that, do we want to have a zero tolerance policy towards, mm -hmm. you know, any discrimination or any... any um, that, that sort of behavior but again let, we can talk about those things later when we actually have the full picture of what these needs are but security absolutely essential then another or the second most primitive need that we human beings have is that we need to have a sense of control over what happens to us and what happens around us and in a workplace that um, means we we need to be able to control some aspects of our work so say, for example, my daily schedule um, in this hybrid world, I need to have a sense of control that I can actually say that where do I want to work? When do I want to work? And give that flexibility to people, as much flexibility as of course possible. When do they work? When do they start? When do they finish? How do they actually organize their own work? Um, enable them to make decisions, have autonomy and and uh, yeah be be able to give them responsibility for those things that that they that they can be and need to be responsible for so the control again it's um it, it's really important um if we are being micromanaged um it means that we are lacking control but on the other hand we need to understand that remember too much of something is as bad as too little of something. If we suddenly give huge amount of control to somebody and autonomy without actually enabling them to do, to take so much on, in, without them having the, the knowledge and the confidence to actually make so big decisions, then of course too much control can be just as harmful as micromanaging and too little control. But the beauty of this framework in my experience is that it gives you those pointers that you can start then almost like you start creating these ideas depending on your workplace and your employees and how you how you are organized you can come up with these own ways of actually ensuring that that sense of control for people but these are yeah this that's why it's a framework it's, it points us to these these essential things 
Um, so that is control. The third most primitive need that we human beings have is respect. We really need to feel that we are respected for what we are and what we can do, that we feel we are valued and we are accepted. And, uh, and of course, you know, it's um, how, how do you show respect to your employees? We, of course, show respect when we actually understand what they are doing. We understand how they are doing it. We can only achieve that understanding by actually having these regular connections with them, regular conversations with them, formal and informal, and actually really knowing your people, what their roles are and what they are supposed to be doing, how they are being measured. And um, the, the showing that respect, you know, just the plain thank you is not quite enough. Because that doesn't really show me, if you just thank me, that doesn't show me that you really understand actually what I'm doing. Mm. But actually saying that thank you because of what you have just done, I really appreciate it. So it's again always, you know, we need we need this, this some weight in our words so that we really uh, mean what we say. Respect, um, another primitive need. So these are kind of the red needs because... If people feel that their sense of security, control, and respect are somehow threatened, these are so primitive needs. We actually share these needs with other animals. If we think about the animal kingdom, how they fight in, inside the pack and you know all that stuff. It's about these very same primitive needs. And you know, if we if we um, if people feel that those needs are being threatened they get very strong, very immediate reaction, unconscious reaction even. And that fight or flight response is quite likely to be kicked off quite easily. So if nothing else, let's make sure that people you know, feel respected, they have that sense of control, and they really feel safe. Um, then privacy or privacy, it's almost like a gateway to the higher functioning to some extent, because we really... We need to, our brain needs to be able to be off-site, offline at times. It really needs to be disconnected from the world. And in a work, work context, I would say that, you know, we really need, we need some time to stop and actually gather our thoughts and understand what's happening around us and make plans. Um, we need a quiet workspace where you know we can really focus and concentrate and we can have ideally in an office for example we have these private corners where people or quiet places where people can just go and gather and, and, and well gather their thoughts have quiet discussions with, with somebody maybe and just just um, be able to really focus on whatever they are doing so privacy is very important need as well um would you do you have any anything to add or any questions at this point before I I go through the last needs? No, I think that all makes um, a lot of sense. Yeah, no, I don't really have any other questions at the moment. Sorry. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, because then when, once we have done these these three, we can just start kind of talking about how how everything relates to everything. Hmm. So, and then we have this absolutely essential need. Um, actually. Togetherness and teamwork, it kind of consists three different needs. 
But we humans are pack animals. We really are still programmed to be part of a some sort of pack community, mm. team, group, uh, tribe, however you would call it. And um, we need to feel emotional connection or we need to feel a connection to another human being or other human beings. And um, in our lives, really, we should have at least one person who really accepts us, you know, warts and all, exactly the way how we are. In a workplace, ideally, we should create conditions where we really accept each other and we really try to understand each other. And we kind of connect through some common themes or thoughts and we somehow try to be in the same wavelength. And we can achieve that by touching now the later needs. But when we have a common goal, we have team has a goal, or company has a goal, organization has a goal, team has a goal, person has a goal. So that we are actually really connected actually to the, to the, the aim of the company. We need to have those two-way communications because we need to be able to exchange attention. I need to be getting and giving equal amount of attention. So two-way connections or conversations with your managers, with your employees, even with your clients. Um, we need to have this sense of belonging so that we actually belonging, we belong to a work group. I have been independent or individual contributor in my past life. So I worked very independently. And it got quite lonely at times. So it was nice to be actually part of a team where we had team gatherings and uh, we had those same targets. We were working towards something together. And within that team, I was able to feel that connection and that, that um, attention exchange through these conversations and team events and whatsoever. But this is very important need because we are pack animals. We can't work in isolation. We can't live in isolation. And then we have a need for achievement and competence. So what really makes kind of life worth living and what our brain is yearning all the time is this sense of achievement, that we are actually doing something every day. We, uh, we start the task and we complete a task. That has a huge significance in our brain. I'm not going to go to that now, but but the sense of achievement. And in a work work day, in a working place, it means that you know we feel at the end of each day, we feel that we have done something useful. And that we it, it can be done through measuring that we have certain targets for the day and we achieve that and we have done our task. Or it can be anything. Actually, the, the skill of a happy life is really to, to learn to acknowledge even the smallest of achievements I have. Even the small everyday tasks, they really bring that sense of achievement, which then triggers certain things in the brain, and the brain then you know creates the feel-good hormones, chemicals, neurotransmitters. But at work, yeah, sense of achievement. And, um, and we need to have people around us who show us the appreciation the colleagues show us the appreciation and going back to the respect our manager shows us the, the appreciation because they know what we are doing and they know if we are doing things well and they can come and again show the appreciation and and thank um and we need to be encouraged 
Um, and uh, of course, in order to achieve, we need to have these competencies. We need to have the tools and skills um, and knowledge which enable us to achieve. And when you talked about the onboarding process, for example, it's absolutely vital because, of course, then um, we need to be able to equip those people with the knowledge and the tools and skills which actually enable them to start um, doing their work. Because the togetherness is so essential, we absolutely need to have this onboarding process and ideally a buddy or somebody, you know, who actually looks after the new person to start with, who actually creates that togetherness, sense of togetherness and teamwork, introduces them to the company, introduces them to the team and make sure that, you know, they are part of that, that community. So it's, it's all, again, ensuring we get those needs met. And the last one is what we call meaning and purpose. Um, we basically, in life, we need to have a reason to get up. We need to have a reason to live through these life challenges. And of course, at work, it means that we need to have a reason to go to work, which is other than money. And at work, how do we get the meaning and purpose to our work? Well, it, we kind of get it in three different ways in life and at work. Meaning and purpose is being created when we actually know that we are being needed. So at work, of course, it is we are part of a team. We understand exactly what our role in the company is. We understand how we matter. That, you know, I always say that every company should actually have a kind of a, almost like a process flow map or however you describe it, but which basically shows that each person, there's an input to their role and there is an output to their role. What does it mean? They depend on somebody else and somebody else depends on them. And that cre really creates that meaning and purpose because then regardless of what you do in the, in the company, whatever level your role is, but you are always needed. You are needed because you are there. And then you need to understand why am I needed? Because, you know, um, if I don't do this spreadsheet by the end of today, the company can't close the books or the accounting people can't do their work. So it's that kind of cause and effect or this is um, how the meaning and purpose is being built. Meaning and purpose also comes when I'm stretching myself, when I'm learning new things, when I'm developing. And you talked about the development plans and it taps to, to this meaning and purpose and to achievement, for example, so that we actually really, there's a path for us and we can see where we are going. And, uh, and then, of course, the meaning and purpose comes when we really understand that what is this company all about? What, what is the purpose and the mission of this company? And how can I actually contribute to that? So these three needs, these are kind of the, the, the higher needs, so to speak. The, these needs, when they are being met, they really enable us to thrive. They give us all these elements which enable us to thrive. But like you see in this picture, you know, even if there's a certain type of hierarchy when it comes to the, the primitive needs and the kind of higher needs, but they all need to get met because everything is feeding to everything. We can't feel safe at work if we are not part of the community. If we feel isolated, we don't feel safe. If we don't know why we are there and what we are supposed to be doing, and if we don't have the skills and tools to do our job, we don't feel safe. So that's why this, this, this framework it gives us those pointers where we can almost start 
we can start hanging these bits and pieces to, to them. But we can also start then seeing that, you know, if, if there is no respect shown to my employees, what is it actually going to, what, what's, the, what's the consequence of that? Well, the consequence is for security. The consequence is definitely for the achievement. People don't feel like they are achieving. Um, it goes to meaning and purpose. I don't know why, why I'm here because nobody cares. You know, it's, I, I just think it's, it, this simple framework gives so much once we understand these simple um, concepts or these simple elements of it. And it's all about minimizing the threats and maximizing the drive. So making sure that the basics are being covered and then the green ones are there working as well. We enable people to, to really um, thrive. Okay, and here we have another way of just showing, describing, you know, the importance of getting those needs met. So the human function curve. So as you can see here, we have this beautiful zone there where we are psychologically safe. And that is that zone which I have said so many times, we are in that zone when we get our human needs met, when we get those psychological needs met in this context. And when we get that, um, them met, when we are in this, this psychologically safe zone, we feel motivated, we feel stretched. Being stretched and, and being stretched, they are two different things. Being stressed is always a state where we are, we, we need to, do something which we are not quite able to do. Either we don't have the skills or the time or abilities. Being stressed is never good. Being stretched is the aim where we can actually raise to our challenges. So we have the time and the resources and the skills and tools to do it. And, and we feel connected to others. We are learning, we are able to solve problems. We feel like we are contributing, we are achieving. We feel competent and in control. And we feel that my work is actually, it has a meaning and purpose. It's, it's, it's useful. Important thing to realize here that is that um, it's as bad to not to get them met, those needs, or to get them met too well. So too much is as bad as too little. And here we see, for example, that when we are bored, so then we are not stressed. It's too easy. Needs are not being met. But then on the other hand, when we are stressed, it's too much and we don't get those needs met in a healthy, balanced way. So again, so many different ways of just kind of articulating and, and, and showing that why is it so essential that we, we get those um, human needs met, that we create that psychologically safe um, workplace. And here just, I'm not going to go through these in detail, but again, just the kind of the, the shocking picture that this is what happens inside us when we are chronically stressed, when we don't feel psychologically safe. The red ones are the, 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 the impact in our brain when we can't access those amazing human abilities of ours. And the black one is what happens inside our body when the fight or flight is actually on. So again, we definitely don't want to, we don't want to be in that sort of state, <laughs> you and I, and we definitely don't want our employees to be in that state. And uh, so I said that I'm going to give you three takeaways. So what is psychological safety and why it's so critical? So I'm sure you now understand that it's, it's about those needs and it's about um, those human abilities and that performance. And uh, 
the approach that I gave you, it's called the Human Givens Approach from the Human Givens Institute. I'm, I'm trained on that. And then I also started to tell you that how to create the psychologically safe workplace, understand the human needs. Every individual has the same needs. Ah, something I, I didn't remember to say, but so we all have these needs, but we all actually understand those needs differently. And we need to get them met differently in different measures. That makes us all different. And we need to understand that in a workplace. We need to listen and survey people regularly so that we really understand how people are feeling, what's going on. And then we can start improving the way how people are getting those needs met. We, we, uh, we maximize the, the thrives and we minimize the threats. Mm. And uh, that's, that's pretty much what I wanted to say today. Um, oh, so I just wanted to say that Contact me um, for any further information. And uh, if you contact me for a free no obligation discovery call, um, I will give you more practical ideas for improving that psychological safety. So um, it was a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for giving me this time and space to educate and equip people. And uh, I, shall, I shall stop my sharing now. Oh, that's brilliant, Sari. Thank you. I think you explain it brilliantly how um, if we have our needs met, then there are so many positive results for everybody, really. It's a bit of a win-win. And it is quite shocking, that slide you showed with the red um, the red text with, uh, you know, the, how this can manifest at work if people are not yeah. um, having their needs met. And you can see how that translates into a workplace as well, such as, okay. you know, limited creativity, no innovation, yeah. inability yeah. to make decisions. Yeah. That, that's not really what you want really from a productive workplace workforce absolutely exactly oh, and the collaboration and and everything and, and of course if we think about you know the hybrid working it's essential to understand that you know wherever people work they have these same needs but of course when they work at home then we need to find different ways of enabling them to get those needs met which oh. means you know more more zoom calls more coffee talks in zoom more oh. connections whatever way we can so again it's just keeping that picture in mind and wherever you position your employees just make sure that you know i need to come up with these ways of ensuring that they get their needs met as simple yeah. as that in a way it is simple but it's a lot to think about because there are you know there are the human needs and then as you say there's a lot of things you can hang you can hang a lot of bits onto all of them, but yeah. it's, I guess having a framework to at, last, at least start, you know, at least start exactly. thinking about it. And uh, yeah. yeah, I wonder, I wonder if you've got any information about, sorry, this is totally out of the blue, but if yeah. you've got any information about the impact that looking at things in this way has had on organizations, examples that you could maybe give or the differences that you have seen in organizations. Oh, there is lots. And something what I didn't talk about here is that there is this absolutely incredible tool, tool called We Thrive. And I actually personally developed um, two of their new modules last year. But it is a tool which basically uses this very foundation or this very framework. And it enables um, companies to actually assess the employee engagement, assess or enable oh. the employees themselves to assess their mental health. And it enables to assess the um, diversity, equality, equity, and inclusion. Because this is so universal, this framework, that you know everything to do with human beings can be it can utilize. 
And, and that tool really, companies who are using that tool, um, they have got some incredible um, results because you start seeing very clearly what's, what is happening actually in, in the hearts and minds of these people. And that tool not only just gives you the, the kind of the statistics, so to speak, but it actually gives you recommendations, practical recommendations uh -huh. for the managers and for the employees themselves, because it's all about just as the managers need to take responsibility of ensuring that these conditions are okay in the company, mm -hmm. the employees have personal responsibility to start mm -hmm. making changes on their own. So um, if that sounds somebody, really useful. It is very useful. So so if if um, if anybody or if you even, if you want to know more about the tool and how it actually works and what result it's bringing, please let me know because I can then take you around the tool I can show you what it can do and it, it really is incredible tool and um, it's yeah it gives those recommendations there are thousands of recommendations That's really helpful um, brilliant give you these ideas you. what to do yeah excellent thank you so much I think um, you gave your contact details didn't you is there anything else you want to say about your website or how to get in touch with you um well first of all I'm kind of um I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on two different things. Um, it, it, everything that I do is about that, that concept, expanded mm. to human abilities, how, how, how we can actually start utilizing our own human abilities better, because that's, that's where the self-development comes and the mm. improved productivity comes and so on. So um, if people watching this, if they go back to the last slide, they can see my email address, my telephone number. The best way to connect is really in LinkedIn. And I, I still work with companies, so I basically give this education to people. And I always say that, you know, every single human being in your company should really have this understanding about themselves and about others. And then, of course, educate the managers to have this, this understanding so they can better manage their teams. So give these brand new spectacles through which people start seeing these things in a brand new way. And then start really helping them change those conditions all things at work, um, which then enables this psychological safe, psychologically safe environment. And I all also help, you know, if a company is going through a change, we again look at these people, individuals in chains through those lenses. And of course, my new business venture um, that I'm focusing on more right now is I help individuals live through big light changes. So I have created this 12-week it's called um, Change Mastery and Elite Mentoring Program, which basically has, is a program which takes people through, teaches them these very concepts and really takes them through in a very structured way the change that they are going through so that they can prepare for the change and adjust to the change. And it's a kind of self-study program. And alongside there is then my personal mentoring and, and further kind of teaching. So... Um, but basically, you know, anybody having problems or challenges with their people and wanting to understand, needing to understand their employees more, I would love mm. to, you know, help them, teach them these fundamentals and really help them actually start understanding their people yeah. and understanding yeah. themselves. Because I think we need it. We need it more than ever now. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's wonderful. Thank you ever so much. I think all that's left to say is thank you so much for your time. And um, yeah, it's been a really wonderful conversation. Thank you.
Thank you for having me here and well done for organizing these. I think these are so brilliant <laughs> tools for oh, people. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Mm -hmm.